0: So catch before you ready? Yeah, let's go.
1: All right. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I like it better this way. Okay. Yeah, I like it better this way. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. We are back Tuesday. Ha 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 ha. We took a week off. Mm Mm-hmm but we back we we are back i, I needed that week Yeah. yes sir <laughs> for sure <laughs> i needed that week it worked out perfectly it was it was perfect it was perfect it worked out perfectly yo what's good welcome to the yeah that sounds so much better with the music yeah. on the board mm-hmm. it sounds so much better yo what's good welcome to tuesday's playbook episode four yes we sir. are back with the catch this podcast I'm your host Chris Jackson And to the left of me on the boys is the boy Gio. Gio's like, What's good to the people? Yo, yo, what's good? I'm here. We are here as I expressed yesterday. I already explained why we weren't here and, and all of that. Um, we hope that everybody is doing well at yeah. the start of their week. It's a heat wave in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. wherever you are. Hopefully, it is cooler because it is hot here, and Bro. I am not digging. Now, nah, the, the walk here was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Like, I stopped at one point, <laughs> like,
0: I stopped. <laughs> And drank some water. I'm like, man. <laughs> I, did a, <laughs> bro.
1: I did a two mile walk yesterday and it in was the heat, uh, bro. Yeah, it was trash. Uh, mm-hmm. It was trash. I ain't gonna lie. But it's worth it, you know what I'm saying? It was uh it's crazy. So, you know, wherever you are, hopefully you're in some AC and relaxing is COVID. Yeah. So y'all better be in the crib. I, I hope so. Y'all better be in the crib. This is even more of an excuse to be in the <laughs> crib, right? Uh, and we hope everybody is being safe. Uh before we get started this week, on this episode rather. GL, you know, you heard the episode that we did for Sunday's for me. Yeah. May. Real, real, real quick. I just wanted to get your feelings on the situation between J. Cole and No Name. Like how you felt about it. Obviously you had a chance to listen mm-hmm. and process. Like, what was your what was your thoughts about the situation? What were your thoughts about like the J. Cole song? I'm assuming you heard it. Yeah. You know, give me your give me your spiel about that.
0: Honestly, bro, I think I think the whole
1: situation is stupid.
0: Here's why. Why do we always find time to like Disagree. When we, we we got we got work to do, why are we finding time to clap back and throw shade and slight beef and all that, bro? Like, come on, man. Like, why do we get distracted so easily? For what? Now, I mean, like, you ha- you have your people that saying Cole did. You know, he said he was misogynist, whatever. Listen, man. At the end of the day. Everybody has a responsibility to do their thing. And I think the whole thing stemmed from him not really like posting about stuff or whatever. He's not posting because he's protesting. He's out there. And we got to get away from that notion that, oh, if they don't post, they're not doing their thing or whatever like that. Listen, it is time to stop being easily distracted. Let's get the work done. That's minor things. It's going to come up, but we just have to be grown and be adults about situations in life. None of the clapbacks or whatever should have happened, in my opinion. Bad timing for all of that. Yeah, The um, timing was off.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know that was one of the things yeah. that I said yesterday. That the, or, or yesterday, sorry, said Sunday mm-hmm. that the timing was extremely was poor. bad. I think the the only the only challenge that I had, and I'm not about to like, rehash yeah. 55 minutes of what I said. Mm-hmm. To me, not only was the timing bad, but it's like I support anybody having their ability to artistically express themselves. Yeah, for sure. But once you come out of your way to tell a woman of any Mm -hmm. of any ethnicity but like definitely a woman of color once you come out and tell a woman how they can and can't protest and then double down and say that you need help and then triple down stand by it the next day. It just was a little weird after after three and a half weeks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it was just weird. Weird stuff, bro. Now again, that's not to say No Name didn't have a part to play in it. I already expressed that. If Mm -hmm. y'all want to hear that episode, y'all can go listen to it. But I agree with you. The timing was bad. It was bad. J Cole, like you can't be tripling down. Like I just thought that that was a little ridiculous. But but yeah, I appreciate your feelings on that. You know, you weren't here, so (laughs) and that was that's all because of me. I wanted to get your feelings on that. And I and I agree. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Whether he was a misogynist or not, Mm -hmm. like it was just poor timing. Mm -hmm. So but yeah. So let's let's get right, right, right into it. The first topic of the day. Bubba Wallace. For all those who aren't familiar with Bubba Wallace, he is one of the drivers for the NASCAR series. Listen, I don't really know much about NASCAR. I don't have the expectation to know much man, about NASCAR. Listen, all I know in NASCAR <laughs> bro is that they make left turns. That is all. <laughs> you know, making yeah, a left turn? Nothing, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. NASCAR has nothing to do with us as black men in this crib. But, 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 Bubba Wallace identifies as a man of color. Yeah. And that is something that I can appreciate. Uh, I, supposedly in NASCAR, there are different levels to it. So I guess you, you have the NASCAR drivers that are in like the, uh, the, the, the big, the big thing, mm-hmm. I guess, because it's, it's forty drivers, right? I'm looking at it right now. So it's forty drivers, and I guess this is the NASCAR like Cup series. I, it's not. It's it's different levels to it. I, I, it's, so not, man, it's different I, levels. I have no idea what happens in NASCAR,
0: bro. But 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 <laughs> he <had, laughs>
1: yeah, like come on, man. The situation that's ongoing right now, the reason why we wanted to start off with it is because though we don't know about NASCAR Mm -hmm. and we could have used our platform responsibly and did research and didn't, because this situation as it relates to NASCAR means almost nothing to me. (laughs) Um, But because Bubba Wallace, that said, because Bubba Wallace is a man Mm -hmm. of color and has been using his platform responsibly to, in essence, change a sport. Literally. (laughs) Right? Literally. I think I'm... Even in the little bit of research that I did for this topic, I am becoming a little more well-versed because of his situation. Mm -hmm. For all those who don't know, he has been on the front lines about how Black Lives Matter. He has been wearing different t-shirts and paraphernalia regarding the number of people that have been uh, murdered by police and having dealt with levels of police brutality mm-hmm. he has been on the front lines I, I believe he's mixed and he does identify with his color like yeah that is something that's very important and so you know he's been on uh, you know on the front lines like yo black lives matter like we want to change nascar I, he was he was instrumental in getting the flag taken down the confederate flag now, yeah i do know that mm-hmm. that he was instrumental in calling for it to be taken down nascar has been saying all of the right things. Gio, you know what's so crazy about this? So you and I have been going back and forth about like corporate stances, right? Yeah. As it relates to the stuff going on outside. And that's what we call it here. The stuff going on outside. What's interesting to me is I think NASCAR is being sincere about this. You know why? Oh, no, 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 no. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But do you know? Do you know why I think that, Gio? What's I know up? you don't. So I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's because they want money. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> like that, and of course, they, they feel like Black Lives Matter and they Keep want black. On, man, that's the Yo, trend like,
0: right now, bro. They that's want the, the trend. money.
1: They want the money. So people have been saying, oh, well, these corporate entities have been having these levels of statements. And we'll get back to Bubba Wallace in a second. But these corporate entities, right, these pillars of capitalism have been making statements that have to do with how black lives are important. And people have been saying, oh, well, they're not sincere. Like NASCAR isn't sincere. Oh, 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 I know how capitalism works. I think NASCAR is being sincere as hell, right? Because they need that money. Mm-hmm. They know black people got a trillion dollars <laughs> worth of spending power. Like They're like, man, if we could get 50,000 black people in this space, like, man, yeah, like let, me, let me get an air horn. Let me get an air horn in NASCAR, man. Like, <laughs> no, nah, they know what they're doing. No, 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 nah. nah, 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 nah. NASCAR, knows, NASCAR knows what's going on. And so, so back to Bubba. So he's been instrumental. He's been instrumental in all of these things that are going on. He deserves, you know, all of the air horn and clapping and praise, and we'll give it to him in a second. He found a noose in his, let's say, garage. Yeah, that's what they call it. Again, Mm -hmm. like so, so how NASCAR works for the for the people who are uninformed, like myself, the drivers go to the speedway, whatever speedway that they're driving on. They bring a motor home, yo. (laughs) <laughs> Yo this is why this has nothing to do with black people so they bring a winnebago to, to the to the speedway they live at the Winnebago while they're at the Speedway. Why don't they just stay at a hotel? Right, bro. I, 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 listen, listen, maybe, maybe there are things about the sport I don't understand. Listeners, if y'all like NASCAR, or y'all watch NASCAR, one of y'all, hit me. Hit, hit us up on the social media and stuff. Like and let us know. Because maybe I just don't understand the premise of why they live in a motorhome and then they go to the garages. I, I just I don't understand. I do not know. But 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 <laughs> So, in his garage, she found a noose. What's interesting about this situation, Gio, is he didn't go to NASCAR to report it. He reported it to his team first, and his team went to NASCAR. Mm-hmm. From there, excuse me, NASCAR, you know what I'm saying, put out the information and they've been on it ever since. So, I heard an interesting take yesterday as it relates to the first take on ESPN. Um, one of the white dudes, I forget his name. He was saying, um, "The one that's been—I think his name is Marty. He has been covering NASCAR for like 20 years." And he said, "You know, listen, like this is this is deplorable. Deplorable. This, uh, no, this is deplorable. <laughs> this isn't a part of the sport. I, you know, whoever did this, we're gonna we're gonna get it to the the highest extent of the law." And <laughs> and so so what was interesting about the take was... So Dominique Foxworth, who is super pro black and super militant, he played for the NFL for the, I believe, Broncos and Ravens were the two biggest teams he played for. And he was also president of the NFLPA on the player side. Has a business degree from Harvard. Smart dude. Smart as a whip. I really respect some of his or a lot of his takes that he gives on some ESPN programming. He was saying the Marty White dude was saying, uh, Dominique Foxworth relayed to him that it wasn't Dominique Foxworth's responsibility to educate Marty on the plight of black people, Mm -hmm. which he's absolutely right. But then Marty goes... I thought this was interesting. Then Marty goes into saying that the other host... uh, I want to say... Man, I forget the analysts, because they're not important. (laughs) Like... Y'all come to get the sports from the catch this. like, we're not about to, you know what I'm saying, plug ESPN. Yeah. But, but I, I want to say it was Marcus Spears. I want to say it was him. He was saying, Marty was saying, oh, I've known him for years. We go all the way back to Marcus Spears played at LSU. So we go all the way back. Um, again, I believe it was Marcus Spears. Go all the way back from LSU days. We know each other from the South, all that. Marcus Spears told me about the plight of the black people. We laughed and we cried and, and we did all sorts of stuff, right? And so, oh yeah, because they they worked, um, they were were doing SEC SEC network together. Mm -hmm. Marty on some like college football as it relates to the South. And then he again does the NASCAR stuff. And then Marcus Spears does the, you know, he does like all sports now, but he was doing college football at the time because he played at LSU. After he said that, right, and I'm going to transition this back to Bubba. If this white dude is like, oh man, I needed a black person to help educate me on the plight of the black people, right? If that's how he needed to get the substance and conversation right, that he had to be told by somebody else instead of doing his own research, it's the same thing that I said about J. Cole. Yo, if, if that's what Bubba Wallace is dealing with right now, transitioning back, God help him. Like, he got he to gotta command his own blackness right mm-hmm. his own heritage he got to command that in his own experience as it relates to being the one driver of color the one. of the 40 of them mm-hmm. right he got to deal with that he got to go and hold nascar responsible as the governing body for what's going on so he so he already is hey i got to explain my experience to y'all i have to hold nascar accountable right and this other and i not For the listeners, because I know some of y'all be like, oh, Bubba Wallace isn't the only individual that is helping hold NASCAR accountable. It's not what I said. (laughs) But it is very different, right, when a person of color, Mm -hmm. the one, the one person of color is holding a governing body accountable versus the other 39 dudes who are white who can use their privilege and all that sort of stuff, right? It's very different. It's a very different dichotomy. Again, if you would like to learn more about that, do some research yourself or hit us up. So he got to deal with those two things. Now, on top of that, he got fear paraphernalia, fear mongering paraphernalia yeah. in his garage. And so people, some people were, we were talking off wax about this, about it being a hoax and all of that. Yo, whether it was a hoax or not, that dude walked into the garage and found a news, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I, yo, even if somebody on my, even if somebody on my team did something like that, regardless of if it was a PR start or not, I need that to be clear to y'all. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it was a PR start or not, yo, that's still a noose in my crib. It's still crib. there. It's that's still, still a there. noose in my crib. Let's pause for a second as we explain the conceptualization of what exactly that means. The conceptualization. How a noose is made. Yo, it takes time to make it. Yo, it looks, it <laughs> looks complex, like, just it, looking it, at it, bro. It takes time to make it. Like, a lot of people... A lot of people don't understand when they're looking back on topics about slavery. The, the essence of what the noose represents, right? Is not just fear, it's also time. Like mm-hmm. that entire thing that is made, that entire rope that is made, it's a that whole way, process, right? It's a process. That process helps, well, me as a person of color realize that, like, yo, this was all when you when you make that, it's a premeditated action. Yeah. You took the time to go buy the rope. You said thank you to whoever you yeah, gave the rope. Yeah, because it's not
0: something you just go buy in a store. You gotta make it. Exactly. You gotta make
1: it. You you gave a review on Amazon. <laughs> you did all sorts of stuff. Very right? good rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And this and this is not funny <laughs> to my color, to my listeners of color. Like we we try nah, to make light of yeah. the situation because it's crazy. But it is a premeditated act. So the fact that Bubba Wallace comes into work trying to make sure that he, you know, got the. I don't know why people go into that garage, but make sure I guess the car is running mm-hmm. fine. And then he finds this. I don't necessarily know if Bubba Wallace was ready for what he embarked on as it relates to being a person of color in this. Yeah, I don't sport.
0: think he. Knew like all that was gonna happen, and I think the thing is too. Remember the what happened with um Jesse Smollett back in Chicago. Uh, Smollett, Jesse Smollett as Smalley. as um Dave Chappelle would say. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Smollett, but they're they're talking about that, and they're trying to say, oh, it's basically similar to that. It's it's a hoax. It's fake. It's whatever. Listen, man, the way things are looking right now, bro. I am sure somebody- put, and we got to think about it too. They're riding so hard for the Confederate flag. Why would they not put a noose in his garage, bro? Why would they not put a noose in his garage?
1: You know i agree i'm I'm afraid for the black man health to yeah be honest with you. like I, I I think that NASCAR is one of those things like I look at American society, right? And so for all those who don't know as listeners, I have dated across the ethnic spectrum, black women, white women, latino women, Latinx women um you know asian women across the board right like in different parts of the world too like you know i i am very much a i'm very much a believer that love is love i know a lot of people in my community uh may not get down with that level of sentiment i understand that um i also understand the privilege that comes with that as a man of color who is educated and has Mm -hmm. things going for him so I, i take all of that into account i come from a very militant mother um, so she was always letting me know about, you know, how that looks in terms of the optics and perception. That said, for me, when I have dated white women, we have this thing that we joke about, about like, we call it white people right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> no, nah, we do, I swear. Like, I, I've, i in the few that I have dated and like had like serious relationships with, they they all come from different parts of the mm-hmm. country, right? And so... Um there are certain things that happen in certain parts of the country that are legit, like legitimate white people. Mm-hmm. NASCAR is one of those things. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> like, like there is no level of and now and now we do it in terms of a fun thing, right? So there are certain things in regards to the black community culturally that are black people. Mm-hmm. For instance, oxtails. You have never met any white person that A, knows what oxtails are, and B, be eating oxtails. <laughs> right? So I would say that that is probably a cultural, you know, yeah, a cultural entity. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's for us. It's not it's not for anybody else. Not to say that anybody else doesn't enjoy it. I just have not met anybody. It's just our that thing. That, exactly. It's just our thing. Exactly. So... With NASCAR, right, and this is way more time than I even wanted to spend on this topic. But with NASCAR, yo, we we understand that the catch this podcast, white people, and not and not white like, again because I got to be specific. More so, white people in the South, mm-hmm. we understand that that is y'all thing, and we understand that that y'all hold that very near and dear to you all as people. Yo, I support y'all, right. I don't really think that NASCAR need to be uh, supporting diversity. To be honest with you, because because again, I understand that that is one of the last things in this country that is like mm-hmm. s- like predominantly. So let's say like ninety five percent white. I'll even bump it up a little bit more, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all, y'all can't have, yeah. can have it. Y'all can't have it. White people in the south, we don't want it. At all. We don't want That's it. That's y'all thing. That's Go back, yo.
0: Knock your beers back, yo. You know what I'm saying? Do we your su-
1: thing. We support. We I, we support Bubba Wallace. You know, again, because of how we stand on the pillar of diversity and inclusion stuff here at the Catchers Podcast. we do. We do. Mm-hmm. But you know y'all can have it <laughs> honestly i because i i don't want to see this black man get hurt yeah you know what i'm saying like now i'm now i'm starting to look at like you know i don't know too many black people who like that's been saying they want to support nascar like that i can see why again that y'all at nascar want the business aspect of it you know we as black people spend money a lot but uh, you know i i ain't going to no nascar races nah, bro
0: man. i'm not even watching her bro <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You won't find me at any Speedway, bro. I'm I'm cool. I'm not even I'm trying ready. to
0: see the highlights, bro. Yeah. I am I am good. Yeah, my, <laughs> I'm good. My
1: grandmother's from Charlottesville, and they got a Speedway there. I don't even think my grandmother would go. <laughs> I don't even think my grandmother's ever been. Like, like she oh, don't have
0: what business she have there, bro. What business? to to do what?
1: That's all that I'm saying. That as one person, and again, I know you know some people of color may slam me over the head. No, 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 we make it all diverse. Like it, you know, what I'm saying whatever. Nah man, I think that things should certain certain things should be separate. Just
0: leave it to them, man. Certain
1: like, things should be separate. Yeah, not
0: everything has to be diverse. No, yo,
1: I don't leave it to them. I don't need to experience everything, right? I, I don't I didn't do gymnastics in school. Not because I ain't think gymnastics weren't cool. Yeah. They cool, but it just ain't for me. So you know what I'm everybody
0: saying? has something that they do. Exactly. If that's your thing, that's you your do thing. your thing. I'm not gonna NASCAR, mess with you that's that.
1: We're not, we not trying no. to mess with y'all. We, you know, we support Bubba Wallace. Of course. We stand with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give him the air horn and all of that. But. Yes, sir. That's as far as it goes for <laughs> me. All right. Moving on from the NASCAR NBA. We back. We are back officially. Yes, we have been back officially for a little minute, but mm-hmm. we officially official. Give mm-hmm. applause. We're back. Beautiful thing. yeah Geo. Gio. Certain players I'm talking about they don't want to participate, saying that it's gonna take away from the movement of what's going on outside. How you feel about that, bro? How you feel about Kyrie, Dwight Howard, uh, some other players saying that it will be more advantageous uh-huh. to sit out and mess with the, you know, again, you gotta fuck up the church's money in order mm-hmm. to make sure stuff changes. You know, that's where I stand on it. That's where I stand. There are people who believe that that is not the you know best thing to do. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about some certain players? I think Trevor Ariza, yeah, he was, uh, uh, he think, opted out. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about players sitting out? Do you think that they should use their platform responsibly and play? This is going back to like civil rights movement where well, mm-hmm. y'all wanted the ability to have these jobs and all of that. So you know how how do you feel about the community, I guess, of the NBA and and players of color feeling like certain some shit sit out and some shouldn't. I think.
0: With Kyrie being, like, the first one to, like, head the movement, I guess, it kind of takes away some credibility from him because, you know, he came out one time and said the earth is flat. I was about so, to laugh at him, like, like I to interrupt you. Nah, bro, like, <laughs> once you say something crazy like that and now it's a serious oh, time.
1: No, oh, Kyrie, no, you don't deserve the no applause. applause. You deserve the laugh out.
0: Like, yeah, he's bugging his flat earth. So to have a comment like that, and then now it's time to get serious. It's kind of like, bro, are you serious or are you joking? Because at first when I heard it, I thought it was like, oh, this is one of his things again. Mm. And then he's like, yo, we should make our own league. I'm like, yo, what's good with Kyrie? He's like, is he being legit or is he like joking around? Because again, the the whole flat earth business with him. Was it
1: him that said that they need to go make another league? Yeah, I didn't know it that, was because
0: I apparently got leaked from like a group chat, some Nets group chat. Uh,
1: and I saw that and I'm like... Kyrie trying to mess up the money for yeah. Forever.
0: So <laughs> for me, like, yeah, basketball is coming back. And I do see where they're coming from. And I think they're right because in order to make changes, sacrifices have to be made. It can never be business as usual. And I think that's what I don't see how they're going to be activists and play ball at the same time. Because if you really want some change, if you have powerful figures like that, that are not only powerful, in America, they have influence all over the world. If you have them sit out and make such a stand like that, I think a lot would get changed, and I feel like other leagues would follow suit and put pressure on the system to get it right, so they can get back to work and make money. Because if they don't play, the leagues don't make money, and as you said, you know you got to mess up the church's money. And if you can, if you have players in the NBA who are willing to put it on the line, and be like, forget the money, let's get this job done. I support that. That's just how I see. I feel like I feel like they should take it off. But it's not going to happen. But the thing is, though, Chris, they have to find a way, if they're going to bring the league back, they have to find a way where they can still find time to do social advocacy. So if they could find a perfect balance between both, then fine. But I think when you have them like really step up and be like, yo, we're not playing, we're going to fix this, that is more powerful and has a bigger impact.
1: Yeah, I agree Mm -hmm. with all of that. And... I think your point about being able to balance the levels of advocacy and then uh, using your platform responsibly at the same time is extremely important, and you will always be on your ears about that. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle of the fence. No, I feel like. I see both Mm -hmm. perspectives. I can get behind Kyrie and Dwight, and now Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza's been one of my favorite players since he was with the Lakers, so I'm always standing on... You know what i'm saying on the side of he he seemed like a stand-up dude so you know i'm always standing on the side of that you know i think with with this situation with the nba it's interesting because i think that of the leagues right of the like the big five leagues i would say that the nba is probably the most progressive but i think that the reason why they're the most progressive is because as a league they understand organizationally at the, at the fundamental framework of what they are as a league, mm-hmm. that players run this and the majority of our players are black, Yeah, right? So it's very easy for ownership to get behind, hey, listen, these black men out here making us billions, let's try to do everything we can to support our players that make this league go. Now, the NBA has been on that level for years. They've been trying to do that. Even back before David Stern, God rest his soul. So now that I look at this situation with Kyrie, I don't necessarily lose respect for Kyrie in terms of like his message, or not lose respect, but like not take it as seriously. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I'm on the opposite side. I think that I take Kyrie more seriously now. Because of his stance. And with. Again, what I think about the capitalistic structure. Mm -hmm. In order for you to make change in capitalism, you have to mess with the money. Period. There there are very few few things that you can do to the machine of capitalism, right? That is also the the machine of uh, systemic oppression, right? They go hand in hand. It's like one on the left, one on the right. There are very few things that you could do to those machines. However, when you start messing with one, the other one starts to change. Mm -hmm. I'll give a perfect example. With the stuff that's going on outside, right? Not to say that the protesting and looting was messing up a lot of the church's money because everything is insured. You get that money back. You're going to build a new building. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. But when people that don't look like us start doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how the money starts to shift, right? Because it, and it's not it's not necessarily the money, it's the optics of what you see. Yeah. So when a business looks at what's going on outside and then sees people that don't look like us getting knocked down by the police and, you know what I'm saying, getting thrown around and tear gassed and all of that, and then they're the ones that's going into the precincts and, and you know what I'm saying, in Minnesota and lighting them things on fire mm-hmm. and all of that, then the optics of it starts to look different now that we're getting back to the nba you know with Kyrie, yes if you're going to shift the ideas of the optics right and how it looks in terms of supporting the nba in terms of you wanting to get away and start a new league i don't know how uh how intelligent that is but you do have a platform do i think that Kyrie's made millions of dollars of his career and he can stand to miss out on some checks. Yeah, absolutely. And even from his Nike deal alone, he cool. He chilling, bro. When I look at, and and I'm going to preface this because I think a narrative that's being shaped around with the NBA is, oh, well, a lot of these dudes are living check to check, right? Yeah, they live in check to check on (laughs) $200,000. You're not living, yo, guys, guys, let let me be very clear. You're not living check to check on 200 grand. Like you, 200 grand in this country is like top 15, 20% of yeah. what people make. Like, you're not living check to check. And so I was about to say that and I had to catch my own self. Like, no, nah, you're not living check to check with 200 grand. No, people living check. In check to check out here with them stimulus packages. Yeah. Guess who not getting that stimulus money? Somebody making 200 grand. Do I think that, yes, NBA players could stand to lose some money or whatever? People making 90, 100,000 in the G League. hmm. Yo you that yo 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 yo, yo sports pundits right mm-hmm. I know that you guys make a lot of money doing your sports pundit job but like that's a lot of money it's a lot 80 grand 90 grand I know people that don't make 90 grand right mm-hmm. now wishing they can make 90 grand no, that's a fact and so you know do I do I stand with Kyrie on those people can stand to lose some checks yeah absolutely I uh, for sure 100% but do I understand that some of these pundits out here are saying well you have the economic benefit to help other things go in America because of the capitalistic structure, mm-hmm. so if we go into the arenas, that means that people have jobs that means that people are being able to support their families. That means that you know million let 's say millions millions of people who work in the capitalistic structure of sports right now that sports is happening again. There are millions of people that are back in work because that's because that's all that to our listeners. Right. And like these are the lighter episodes, but we keep it real on any Tuesday or Sunday. Yeah. The reason why sports are opening back up is not because we miss sports. No, that was
0: never the issue. (laughs)
1: It's (laughs) it's because it's a pillar of capitalism. Money, (laughs) money, money, money. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, I, I see both sides of it. I see how the economic empowerment of people playing in the NBA is important and it does bring jobs. The one caveat I think to that, though, right, which is what the the pundits keep saying, they're, the millions of people that are without jobs in the capitalistic structure, right, in in the pillar of sports, those millions of people that don't have jobs, that's around the country. Yeah. They're not all going to Orlando. Mm-hmm. So whether the NBA, and I guess that was probably Kyrie's point. Like, well, if millions of people already don't have jobs, yet we're about to just go play in Orlando. It's not like we're about to send millions of people down to Orlando to work.
0: Yeah. So, so like, how is that supposed to work out? Like, yeah, are they going yeah. to so, like, like, are they going to switch bait? Like, so Nets versus somebody playing, bringing the Nets team to do
1: it? Like, how's right, it going to work? Right. We're going to do ticket sales for the Nets. Yeah. Nobody can go in there. So, again, it, I, and I guess that's probably the player, the player's point if they're smart. The players are saying, yo, it's not like we open any the arenas back anyway. No. So if we're not opening the arenas back, right, what money is getting funneled back into those people's pockets? Mm-hmm. And that, yo, I, this is why the podcast is dope. That's the question, Gio, for me. That's the question. Where's the money going? Because it sounds like the money going to owners and the yeah. players. That's what it sounds like to me. So if the money isn't going back to these people who don't have jobs right now, right, because that is a very real thing. One of my um, exes or whatever, her cousin-in-law works for the 60s. He's a trainer for the 60s. Yeah. So for me, it's like, is he working right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is like, money that's coming back to the 60s, is that going to him and his wife and their dog, their cute dog? Like, what? what's happening with that? And like, we haven't
0: heard anything about it. So I think it's safe to assume that it's not because they've been transparent about almost everything thus far. So... I don't know if that's going to work out, and that's going to be weird. Like, are they going to be getting paid regardless? I, I don't know, and they should be taken care of, because it's not only about the players and the owners. You have to think about everybody that goes into the logistics of a game.
1: Exactly. So, so NBA, right now, y'all can get the golf pop.
0: Th- that's for now, until we can figure out what you guys are doing, because it's not clear.
1: Yeah, I, and, and that's something that I haven't heard. That's something that I haven't heard, and so... You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on with that. Speaking of what's going on, let me give them the applause, the air horn. Let me give it. The MLB is back. They got it right. And they really didn't even get it right. They didn't didn't even get it right. They messed up. They still messed up. But the commissioner is saying that they're going to have the 60-game season, which I am fully on board with. Oh, for with. sure. I am. For sure. Yo, I'm here for 60 games. 60. That's it. Chris, I'm
0: watching That's baseball it? this season.
1: We are. Chris.
0: Again, do y'all hear? I'm here? going to MLB. a Yankees game.
1: MLB, look at us. We here. Six Listen. feet. Six feet. <laughs> We're going to be at Yankees games and at Nationals Listen, games. Listen, we, we here. We're here. We trying are to go. here. I'm really excited. I'm really excited that the 60... <laughs> man, 60 games. I'm really excited about the 60-game season. I think that the well not even think it obviously has been a tumultuous situation if you've heard the podcast you understand how we make fun of it yeah like, they just can't <laughs> get it right supposedly right now they're going to be, I, I don't even think that the Players Union is on board with the six games, but I think the commissioner is going to mandate it. I think okay. that that's how it's going. Because they, they turned it down, I think. And I just I yeah I saw, I saw that. Sports, I saw that. That they turned it down. The Players Union was mm-hmm. like, nah, we cool. And so the commissioner was like, people, y'all got to report. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, stop you, playing. This, you know, listen, we got to make this money. So it's interesting. I, I feel the exact same way about this as I do the NBA. I see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if they're going to, and now this, I don't know but if they're going to have the the arenas open like cuz i know they're reporting in training camp and i think arizona i think that's where people and are going to be And i think
0: spring training from florida moved to new york cuz florida uh, cases are spiking right now
1: Yeah so so it looks like so it looks like they're going to have different stadiums yeah. open Yeah we're going to see Bro
0: ev- every state trying to get the sports back up cuz you we're know that's how see. they make money especially the states that have the good teams they're we're trying to make gonna,
1: that money bro Yeah we're going to see and i unfortunately I just when it's people's jobs to talk about sports. I know that the company owns their rights mm-hmm. to like how they make money and feed their families. Yeah. So they're not going to be honest, right? Like very few no. people are going to get on those shows and stuff and be honest, which is why people Scripted come here. Bro. which is why people come here. Yeah, that's why they mm-hmm. listen to us. Yo, I am terrified. I am ter. Yo, cases are already spiking around the country. Yeah. Texas, Florida. Like they California. They already spiking because people outside when they shouldn't be outside. Yo, they're going to wipe out half the population. Like, I mean, I'm joking. The half the population, hopefully, God willing, is not going to be wiped out. If you have people coming to watch these sporting events, and they're not going to be social distancing, because, and I would assume, I would assume... If they're going to be opening these ballparks, I don't necessarily know if they're going to be super friggin' stringent about that six feet rule in a ballpark where you damn sure are not six feet from the other person. Let me tell you, I've been to plenty of baseball games.
0: Listen, the money not six feet apart, bro, that's all they care about. Man.
1: What? I, I'm scared. Like It's, it's going to be
0: very interesting in the next couple of months.
1: And I'm and I'm excited like I'm excited to watch these sports yeah I, you know uh, I'm excited to see part, how
0: it looks and how it works
1: because uh, I and I think with baseball because they're so far apart already anyway well the the one thing that isn't is the umpire, the catcher and then the hitter. Mm-hmm. they are probably you know we six feet right now yeah, but I think they even closer than that honestly they the catcher I know the catcher they're like right next them. to each other bro. yeah so we about to be six feet. Pitching or catching balls and hitting balls Mm-mm. and getting calls, strikes, balls, and all that. I don't know. I don't know
0: how that's gonna work, man. Like it's I'm I wanna see how it plays out because it's very interesting.
1: But they're back. But the MLB, <laughs> the MLB finally got it together. So finally. Public, and not even 162
0: games versus 60. Like that's a no-brainer.
1: I keep it like that, MLB. Keep it like that. Maybe go up to, like, 80 games when stuff goes back to normal. Maybe. 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 If you want to appeal to, like, that old, like, nostalgic crowd, and don't get me started on nostalgia. <laughs> but, like, maybe if you want to go that route with the crowd about, or that sort of crowd about how we, you know what I'm saying, ingest sports mm-hmm. in that way. But, nah, I'm cool with the 60, bro. I'm cool with that. I'll, I'll watch all of baseball. If, if, if baseball is 60 games, Y'all will have a minority viewer that will watch every game. I swear. I will watch every game that my Nats play. If it's 60 games, I'm watching every game. I'm downloading MLB season mm. pass. All of that. I'm on the internet with it. <laughs> CBS mm. Sports. ESPN I'm, Plus with it. All I'm, of that, bro. All of that. TBS, all of mm. that. We here. If it's 60 games, I am 100% on board. Keep it like that. I'm watching every game, bro, because they but, matter.
0: But listen, Commissioner, while you're at it and while you're fixing stuff, cut the innings too, bro. You know <laughs> I'm what I'm saying? L- bro, I'm still on the innings, bro. Like, why am I sitting there for nine <laughs> innings? Bro, get it together. Cut it down. We wasting time. We got work in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm at the game on a Sunday trying to enjoy the game. I'm here thinking about ain't damn. A- I got work. Ain't nobody tell your black self to be at no well, game that, on Sunday. Know, that's true. Ain't nobody well, tell I'm you to do to- that, Gio. But ain't nobody this- tell you to do that. Bro, I could go to a to a basketball game and draw my Sunday. Get home. Still got time with my family. I got time to watch a little TV. Bro, <laughs> oh, yeah. baseball game is your whole day. It's over.
1: Well, that's because they do the, but they do the games too. like, oh. In the Sunday Showcase, they do it like 1 o'clock. Yeah. It's like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. And you sitting there for like 5, 6 hours, bro, with the
0: sun <laughs> pelting you. just there like, yo, can we go home? Nah, Commissioner, fix it. I'm telling you. Fix it. You have the power. Talk to the players because, you know what I'm saying, maybe they want to fix it too. You never know. But get it together, man. I'm tired of sitting there for nine innings.
1: You heard it here first. You heard it here <laughs> Speaking of fixing sports, that's an excellent segue. College football. College football also is gearing back up, as is the NFL. Obviously, they're trying to plan out and map out how they are going to be playing games. In case a lot of you have missed it, there have been some college football coaches. Dabo Sweeney comes to mind. The coach from Oklahoma State, which I'll get to in a second, have been uh, losing their gosh darn minds. Let me say that. They, uh, yo, yo, listen. Mm-hmm. Again, y'all know... How I bang with some white people, y'all know how supportive I can be of some white people, but it's white people like those individuals that makes us as black people wonder if y'all got any level of sense. You you cannot be saying in Davos case, in the Oklahoma State's case, I know he didn't really say anything, but it's doing in the Mississippi State's case. You you cannot you cannot have, and I guess let me, Gio, let me actually preface my comment. You could before have black labor and they not speak out. Mm -hmm. But now in 2020, you cannot do that. You cannot, you, I feel like Hannah with the ad lib, like, how, how can Mm -hmm. you do that? Like, you can't, you cannot facilitate coaching on a level with black labor and expect them to be subservient. I know that that's been a thing. Right? It's different now, bro. Because sports is a pillar of capitalism. In order for us as black people to have a vehicle to move up Mm -hmm. in socioeconomic standards, we have to participate in different levels of labor, sports being one of them. So, yes, I understand, right, that people assume you could just do certain things as white coaches or white people in media or white people across sports. You could just do stuff, right? Absolutely And for years, for decades, athletes wouldn't speak up in ways that were advantageous to the collective Mm -hmm. involved. But see, now, and and Gio, you can speak to this. See, the generation under me, because I'm a little older than Gio, the generation under me, like y'all generation and like a little lower, no, y'all brandish. (laughs) No, y'all brandish. Like that kid, that uh, Kylan Hill from Mississippi State, talking about he not, the starting running back for Mississippi State, Kylin Hill, is not playing games until Mississippi changes their state flag. What you going to do? You going to tell him not to report
0: Listen, that's gonna be interesting when it plays out, bro. I'm
1: saying, the, the like, same, same thing with the kid from Oklahoma State. I think it was the starting quarterback or some one of them talking about. I'm not gonna be supportive of Oklahoma State's program with my. His coach was wearing like a far right T-shirt. Yeah, I, I I saw around. that. He was saying, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not going to support Oklahoma State." And so the coach fixes it. Now he lost a little bit of credibility from me when he um when he doubled back down on the the stance that he took initially. So the coach came out and apologized or whatever and said, listen, I didn't know what was going on, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff that people say, that ain't true. And he, the, the player, and I forget his name now, but the player was like, nah, you know, I, I probably should have went to coach as a man. And, you know, I shouldn't have put it on social media first. Hold on, hold on, young black brother. No, 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 no. You did the right thing. You did the right thing.
0: Somebody probably said something to him after
1: yeah, he got, yeah. got into no, no, his no. head. Let me tell let me tell you, let me tell you, young black king. Let me tell you, you did the right thing. If nobody else is saying that on any other platform, we, we say here. here. We are. You did the right thing. Do not back down Mm-mm. from the stuff that you heard after that. I know they may have threatened your they, they scholarship. Yeah. I know that they may have said whatever to you in order for you to back down a little bit about going to the coach first. Now, you don't need to go to the coach first, king. You need to call him out. That's what you needed to do. You did the right thing. Colin Hill, same thing. Y'all are doing the right things with your platform. King from Oklahoma State, whose name I forget, and we'll probably edit it back in after. You did the right thing with your platform. You put pressure on your coach. That's what you needed to do. You don't have to support that school if they don't believe in what you believe, brother. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to support that school. You don't have to support that program. You can transfer out. There are a myriad of things that you can do in order to be the best person that you can be. Maybe it isn't in college football. Maybe you change, you know, your life in different ways. Maybe you change your major. Maybe you do something else. But you did the right thing. So for him to come out and say, oh, no, nah, I should have went to the coach first. Nah, brother, I see through all of that We know what happened. I see through all of that stuff. And Oklahoma State, y'all could get the golf clap too because I know that y'all came at him. I know that y'all did that. Mm-hmm. I know y'all did that. So go ahead and get the golf clap for that bullshit. But I know y'all came at that king, and I know he was nervous, which is why course, he made Of course, That's why
0: he made that statement, bro. Like, it's we, so obvious.
1: We support you, though. You did the right you thing. You did. Now, back to college football. Y'all, don't think, I, I don't think that sports are ready for young people of color to be taking these stances. I'm telling you. Because I think players aren't going to play. I think players are about to transfer. I, and I think that it is going to come down to a whirlwind of something that the NCAA is not prepared for. They're not prepared, prepared for, for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, because for years, it's the system. The system is saying, no, you as labor, or on this scholarship, you gonna do what we say. Whatever
0: we say. Period. And I like that we're breaking that, that barrier down now. I like that we're getting more informed, and not caring, really. Just saying what's on your mind, and not letting the the system Dictate how you operate. Like, at the end of the day, yes, you're on scholarship whatever, but you're still a person. Not because you're paying for my education means you, you own me and that whatever you say goes. I'm still a person at the end of the day. I should have the right to express myself. You shouldn't want to control me and to keep my voice down to be politically correct or because it's not best for business or all of that
1: stuff. Listen to this, to your point. So this is from Patrick McGee. I got it on my phone right now. This email about Kylan Hill just showed up in my inbox. In all caps, remove Huis, H-U-I-S. You didn't even spell his right. (laughs) Remove his scholarship, removed him from campus. This dude, he
0: need to come correct. (laughs) Who
1: who sent this? Like, are you a bot? Like, who sent this? Remove Huis' scholarship, removed him from campus, and tell him good riddance. He should not be allowed to enroll in any university in the NCAA. For talk for speaking out, bro? For saying that he's not gonna support his school in the state that is still trying to fly the flag that represents the Confederacy? Bro,
0: my thing even with this whole Confederate stuff, bro, like I don't understand like I saw this on Twitter and people are like, How do you hold on to an L for so long? Like you're still you're so proud of that L, bro. Like, let it go. You heard what they said in Frozen. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. I've never seen that movie, actually. Same. I've only seen, heard the song. Was it, was it good? I don't know. I'm going to watch it soon, though. I know. I'm going to watch it.
1: It's just the new age Disney movies, man. <laughs> I, just I got it. Disney Plus, so I'm just not <laughs> using <laughs> it. I think it's on my team. Pay for that, John, man. It's like it don't hit the same. But yeah. I, Let it go. Yo, if this is the stance, right? <laughs> this, this is me being like unequivocally serious. If this is the stance that people are taking about young people of color, saying that they're not going to support their university in a state whose mayor, I believe, or governor, whichever one that was talking about George Floyd. Oh no, he he didn't die from uh, having a f- knee on his neck. He died from like uh, different like health complications. Oh, that's or what whatever. he. That's, was a first yeah, that's what he said. That's what like, he, yeah, that's what he oh. said in Mississippi. One of one of the leaders in Mississippi yeah. said that. If Kylan Hill, who I respect, and we're gonna reach out to hopefully have on the podcast, he probably is gonna turn us down because they took his scholarship away. But <laughs> if if Kylan Hill feels like he doesn't want to support a state whose leadership says that, and now somebody is in a Patrick McGee, who is an analyst, now he's in his email talking about well, he shouldn't be able to enroll in any school in the NCAA. You so now so now it is starting to be apparent, Gio, mm-hmm. to me in sports, which is why I love we do sports on Tuesdays. Now it is starting to become extremely apparent to me what my book on my table talking about the forty million dollars slave, which is a great book. If you haven't read it, read it. It's perfect. Literally, it's my favorite book of all time. Now it is starting to come out that we are just labor. Oh yeah, they're they're now, not
0: even ashamed to now, even say that anymore. Now bro.
1: we now it's like okay, so now y'all are really being, and I say y'all, I'm not saying what sect of people, I'm not saying what you look like, I'm saying y'all. Now you all are now starting to let us know that we are labor. Now Kylin Hill understands for Mississippi State, that's in the SEC, the biggest conference in college football, mm-hmm. that I am labor, right? And so you just want to shuffleboard us out. Kylin Hill is a great player. You want to shuffleboard us out, right? As a as a leader on the team, you want to shuffleboard me out and then say that I cannot be in school. Again, school is more, and and that's the that's the joke about this, right? Gio, that's the joke. The joke is okay, cool. We we give you this scholarship so you could get this education. Yo, people, yo, y'all, y'all, we we have to start living on like the honest reality of what Mm. this is. This is not a school thing. This is a money thing. Yeah. And you go so far as to reinforce that point when you tell him that he cannot enroll at another school. He can't go to another school? You just sent an email to this white man that he cannot go to, he can't enroll in another school. Mm. So so not only do you want to take away his vehicle to change his socioeconomic status, and I don't know where Colin Hill's from, I don't know his background in that way, but let's say he's using it as a vehicle. So now you want to take that away from him and take away his education, which is the main vehicle the main for team. how black people get by, get ahead, not get by, get ahead in this country? All right.
0: Oh, all right. We've we seen the true colors now, right.
1: See, now, you see, we but see, these it. are things that, you know, we've known for years. Oh, yeah, but I
0: like that they, they're not shameless about
1: yeah. it. I love that. Yeah, yeah, continue to speak out. I, I, don't like covert, I, like I
0: don't like covert racism. I like it. I like it. open racism. I like
1: I like it, because because now I'm starting to, to get behind this yeah. idea of the young people saying, well, no, nah, we don't want to participate. Because, see, it's, it's one thing when I tell a young person, right, and I, I'll tell, at Gio, as you know, mm-hmm. I've told different college athletes before, well, why do you do this? If you know that you're a part of labor, why do you do this? Okay, Chris, well, I'm going to use it as a driver in a vehicle for change in in my family's life and and socioeconomically in my community. Okay, cool. I'm with you. mm -hmm. I'm with you on that 150%. But now you got to start understanding how the game's set up. See, the game's set up. It's all cool when when you're trying to use these college athletics programs to have that be a vehicle when you quiet. Yeah, it's a lot different when you start speaking your mind, young kings. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different because they don't—they don't
0: expect you to talk about stuff like they just think like, "Oh, once you have money, you don't care what's happening out there." No, or
1: opportunity because you know, yeah. allegedly, you know, uh, college athletes out here getting money. Allegedly, we don't know, we don't know, yes, we don't know. <laughs> but yes, you having yeah. opportunity mm-hmm. to change something in your life in that way. Yes, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting, man. Y'all, y'all. I, I'm telling you, man. I don't think these players gonna play. I don't think some of these school, bro, some of these main players. I'm telling you, play. man.
0: It's gonna be the next few months. Like I am so dialed in. I want to see what is gonna <laughs> happen, <laughs> <I> said, bro. Because <laughs> like, there's so many scenarios in like everything in sports, politics in general. There's just so much going on. Like there's a storyline for everything. Like, what's next, bro?
1: I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. It feels like a
0: movie. Like, I know, I I was one saying it too. Like, yo, 2020 about to be a movie? (laughs) It's just a bad movie? Every year. Y'all say that every year. Now, I feel like, but the thing, like, (laughs) 2020, bro, like, you know, it's a double digit. It's the same thing, back-to-back 2020. And everybody just had, like, so much optimism. The year started off great, in a sense. And then it just went downhill. And it has been going down. The slope has been down. The slope has not gone up since January, bro.
1: See, that's interesting because... I would say I'm the exact opposite in terms of my own personal life, mm-hmm. not not what's going on outside. In my personal life, my 2020 started off terribly. Oh. I am winning now. Well, that's great. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> shout out, we put the air horn like that. You know we are winning here at the Catch This Podcast. You know, all that stuff. So, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, yeah. going out outside for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. All right, so we got 55. We This episode going to be a little longer, y'all.
0: because I ain't cool. my boy. It's been a minute, man. You I see, my boy. We have so, so many topics. We got to condense it. So, know, bro. It, no, I'm we, talking about like we're, there's more we would talk
1: about. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's yeah, literally we condensed it. Yeah, we condense this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I do want to touch on, we try to do um, an esports story every Tuesday because esports is something that's important to me. Um, and I want to also start having, uh, some more conversations about like diversity in esports mm-hmm. inclu- and diversity in and inclusion and diversity, you know, cause sports are very diverse. We just talked about how people of color are labor. And so, you know, we already got the diversity covered, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do want to have more conversations about inclusion and inclusionary practices. Um, as it relates to sports and more of those conversations are coming out and I'm, I'm so happy as a person who works in diversity who you know really wants to be trained in that way as it relates to sports I'm really happy to hear that so we want to cover two very, very 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 cool topics this week uh, number one we want to talk about Thomas Beattie and then we want to talk about trans women in sports. Those topics are a little heavier. Mm -hmm. BD obviously uh, has come out and um, said that he is gay. He's a professional soccer player. And the trans uh, the trans identity issue with Title IX in sports. So I want to talk about Thomas Beattie first. Were you able to skim that article, Gio? I mm. could give a little bit. of Give it.
0: me a little spill on it.
1: Um, so basically, Thomas Beattie, um, who played professional, spoc- professional soccer from 2008 to 2015, he is a native of England. Came through Hull City Youth Academy, which is one of the best. Uh, his career took him all over the place and tried to and in that he tried to find his, you know true identity about, mm-hmm. you know, about who, who he is. is yeah. so uh, he says in a quote for ESPN, I'm a brother, son, friend, former pro footballer, entrepreneur, and annoyingly competitive lad. I'm a lot of things, and one of them is gay. Um, in case you guys want to read this article, this is on ESPN. This is uh, as told by Emily Kaplan. Emily Kaplan is one of the best, I think, uh, not only analysts, but writers at ESPN.com. If anybody wants a female perspective in sports that is super cool and super educated, super, 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 super dope. Please, please go follow Emily Kaplan. She is a monster at what she does. And I am a full supporter on that. And so um it basically talks about how he came into, you know, soccer, uh what his life was like, uh how there were things where he won matches, uh live with teammates, how they would go out. He was trying to avoid a lot of scenarios that were going to put him out of the closet you know he was saying that he never really said it out loud and so years later he was saying how lonely he felt because he couldn't really identify with his you know true self Mm -hmm. and and obviously for those who are our listeners you guys understand how important identity is for us and specifically for me i am not gay but i have dealt with my own identity issues and my own struggles as it relates to uh, who I am and who I was coming up for years you know from my own personal situations and so I I understand I understand where where Thomas was yeah. coming from as it relates to who he is now I'm gonna pose this question to you uh, Gio because I feel like it is the most pertinent and the most important should more players come out in their firmness whether it be gay or bisexual or queer mm-hmm. or being involved in the LGBTQIA plus community Should more people, professional athletes, um, should more people come out?
0: I mean, yeah, and my thing is, too, like when they do come out, I just feel like, I don't know why, like, there's this whole like stigma behind it, and it becomes like, whenever you talk about them, it becomes weird. Like, you should be able to come out, say who you are. Matter of fact, Chris, you shouldn't have to be put in a position where if you talk about your sexual identity, like, why is it such a why is it in the news? Like, why is it such a Big story, like shouldn't you just be able to be who you are without having to do interviews like that? Like, if he's gay, he's gay. That's what he does. Like, why does it? Why is it such an issue that every time some I remember what was his name? Was it Jason Collins when he was like the first openly gay? Yes. Day? Yes. Why was it so crazy? I'm
1: like, if that's his sexual preference, that's just, does it affect his game? No. Well, the reason to answer your question, Gio, the reason why is because. Even in this article, quote, society told me my masculinity was linked to my sexuality, mm-hmm. something we of course know is a false assumption. It's because the ideas of your sexual preferences are seen and viewed out of fear, yeah. right? Out of out of lack of understanding, out of all sorts of things. They are seen to be linked with something that's not real and not true. I think that. It's a big deal because people are afraid to identify. I think that in professional sports, especially sports that are are dominated through male-centric culture, so Mm -hmm. basketball, football, baseball, uh, hockey, soccer to a lesser extent, I think that those sports are seen as men being men, men being the strongest men possible and, and persevering and pushing through the adversity and coming out on top as men and manly men and all of that. Whereas in actuality, right? It, and it, it, interestingly enough, it doesn't have to just deal with those levels of open sexuality. It also has to deal with levels of depression, yeah, mental health, right? If you are seen as less of a man, it is somehow a knock against you and your personal being which is totally and unequivocally it's, not true. Yeah, You know, we, we've talked before on Waxing Off, like the, the baseline for men being vulnerable, right, is incredibly low because of what society says. And we'll get to that even in the men's love segments on Sunday. It is seen as a negative that you are open enough to be comfortable within mm-hmm. your own self. That, that's crazy. You, it is seen as a negative to be open and comfortable within your own self. What song was I listening to recently that was talking about, oh my gosh, it was Flatbush Zombies. I was walking back on the two-mile walk yesterday. That's exactly what I was doing. And on one of the songs on Flatbush Zombies' album, uh, not the newest one, but the one maybe two albums ago, one of the rappers, I think it was Michi Darko, was saying that, being honest is a superpower these days. Being real is a superpower these
0: Yo, days. Yo, that is so crazy. Cause
1: I feel like that, bro. Yeah. Like I you know I feel like that. Yo. You, like I, I've never felt more free and more more valued as Chris, being Chris in my life, than just being painstakingly honest with people. Because for so many years, I was so fixated on the idea of what I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And so even now, we've got Thomas Beattie saying, you know, right here, and we're going to get into Title Nine in a second, why can't people just feel comfortable being people? Yeah, bro. That's all I was getting at. Like,
0: why is it? Like, if you come out, you say you're straight, oh, he's straight, oh, you come out and say, oh my God, he's gay. Like, bro, why does it matter? Just, I'm just here trying to play ball, live my life, and I choose to live my life how I live my life. That got nothing to do with you. That's a decision between me and whoever. Why are you so concerned? Like, get out, get out, get out of my life.
1: Well, and it and it also comes, it also comes with the idea that you know we as as men in these sports and in these industries and we we have to do better with our language. We, we have do. to do better about what we say. You know, I you know this, Gio. I don't use gay slurs ever. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person that's like, oh, this is so gay or yeah. Or whatever. Like I, I've had people in the community say that I can use that word, and I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's not, it's not for me. Like it's the same way of people being in the community of black and brown people, and then they giving the uh people who are not in those communities liberties to say the n word, right? Mm-hmm. Like no, nah, I'm not on board with that. It just is not something that I necessarily believe in because you aren't a part of the culture. Yeah. Same thing with LGBT. No, nah, I'm never gonna use the word. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to jokingly say it. I'm not going to say it in any level of anger mm-hmm. or vitriol uh, because I'm not a part of the community. And I will definitely, i say you a or whatever. Yeah, like I, I, There are, there are and, and again, that's a non-educated way. I can say that the things that you're doing are absolutely egregious and you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can say <laughs> it educationally and I can say it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I come from D.C. The issues I think is that we as men have to get better even with my cursing, right? Like, I have to continuously be better. I have to use my platform responsibly. I have to speak in my personal life responsibly. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I'm working on. I don't do it with LGBT because, again, I believe in that space. I believe that that space is important. I believe that that space has helped change people's lives of color. I I believe in all of those things, right? And so I think that that's the answer, Gio. I think the answer is that we as men, and I keep coming back to that over over and over and over and over and over again, but we as men have to be better. And, you know, the second we start accepting more of who we are and what we are across the board, uh, I think is when the world can be a better place mm-hmm. because Thomas Beattie, you didn't have to feel ashamed of what you were yeah. or, you know, or who you were in those spaces and what you are. Nah, bro. The only thing that you are is Thomas Beattie's. You, Thomas Beattie. You are a football player. You came through one of the best youth economies for football in Europe. And, you know what I'm saying? You dope. You dope in that way. I don't know you personally, but, you, you know, as a person who understands how it feels to be very lonely in a space because of your own identity or lack thereof, in terms of the confidence surrounding that, nah, bruh. You're cool. Mm-hmm, yeah. And we give you the air arm, man. We
0: Definitely, the air man.
1: Air That's out to Thomas, man. Just, just, you know, be yourself. Be yourself. G. Yeah, just be yourself. yourself. That said, title nine, trans athletes. Yo, this is crazy. Not crazy in regards to like trans athletes wanting to participate in Title IX and in sports as they identify. No, that's very real and regular, and it's not crazy. What's crazy is the NCAA. Yo, NCAA, I, man, they just don't want to get it right. They're. I don't think they're ever gonna get it right at so, this point. So there are only eighteen states that allow transgender. Eighteen states in DC. So there are only eighteen states in DC that allow transgender athletes to participate in the sport that they identify in. Why? Why is this a thing? Bro. Why can't people get this right? Bro.
0: I don't don't know. It's like society needs a class on just how to get it right at this point because there's too much information out there and there's too much access. Like, you don't have to go to a library anymore and search a book. You don't got to. Bro, the dictionary is on your phone. I remember when I had to have a dictionary in my book bag growing up in Jamaica, bro. You don't have to do that anymore. We have access to unlimited amounts of verified information. It's not opinions and stuff like that. We just, corporations and us, stop saying you're listening and actually start reading. Start educating yourselves. And stop putting it the people who are being marginalized to educate you. That's not their job. They just want to live their life, and you're just there hindering them from doing, from being a part of society, in a sense. Just... Get it right. Start reading. Stop listening and stop saying you're listening. Start reading. Start putting that effort to make sure that everybody around you is comfortable and they don't have to feel like outcasts. Bro, there's no space for that anymore. Everybody should be welcome in any space that they want to be in. That's just how I look at it.
1: So for... People who don't know the conversation that we're talking about right now, uh, we're talking about the situation between Andrea Yearwood and Terry Miller, two trans- transgender rather, girls from Connecticut who are in a middle of a nationwide debate about a fundamental question regarding to what it, who and what it means to decide to be a woman. So that is the article we're talking about right now. Um, they both run track. Uh, they are exceptionally gifted in the sport. Um... And, you know, fundamentally, Connecticut, I believe, is on board with this. I believe Connecticut is one of the states. I'm just trying to look up right now um, to make sure that it is quickly. Um, Gio, say something cool real quick while I look.
0: You said say something cool real say quick? Say something cool real quick.
1: I'm <laughs> yes, yes, they are they are they, are. <laughs> they are. yes they they are one of the eighteen states along with the District of Columbia that does allow high school transgender athletes to compete uh in accordance with their gender identity rather than their sexual uh, sex assigned at birth, which is a very big question obviously going on right now, mm-hmm. the whole idea of uh sex assigned at birth and how you identify as a person with your gender identity, listen, man, guys, I know that. A lot of things are coming to head in society right now, right? This idea of what it means to be a person in this country. You guys who made the Constitution—where we talking about like Declaration of Independence was signed 1776. So when you guys made this country, right? You guys said that this is the land of the free and the home of the brave and that we have free speech and we could do all these things that we want. You're equal. Because Gio and I are going back and forth currently about the definitions of feudalism and monarchy. We couldn't remember either one. So instead of you guys hearing us going back and forth, we wanted just to edit this out and tell you guys that we appreciate your listening ship. Yeah, man, please, please keep it going and support the podcast however way you can. LOL, we love you. Oh, no, it is, it is, it is, it is. It is, it is, it is it's the feudal system. Yes, it yes, is. Look at that. We're educated. <laughs> I just could not think of it. For, yeah, because Japan had kings and queens. So, yeah. yeah. I just could not think of it. Anyway, you guys came from those places and then came here and wanted to establish this democracy where everybody can be people, right? And then the laws were established to also be built upon that fact. Yo, if these girls identify <laughs> as girls, right, they should be able to compete in women's sports. Just just let it go, man. What yeah. you... Okay. Okay, let me ask y'all a question. This is a serious question for the listeners. And, you know, if somebody from the NCAA hears this at some point, what is the fear? What Seriously, what is the fear? Is the fear that these girls that are girls, they're girls. So is the fear that these girls are going to somehow be like the next Jesse Owens or something? Like, what? what <laughs> or that you feel like they're going to be Usain Bolt? Who cares? If they're competing with the way that they identify, why does it matter? Give, why does let, it matter? Let them do it, like, why does it matter? It brings, to me, to me, see, I look at it from a business sense because mm-hmm. I'm business minded. If you bring people that are different in spaces that are different, right, it brings the ability to make more money. So it, if you are even just look, so many people say, like, oh, well, we just look at it from a bottom line mentality. No, you don't. Because if you looked at it from the bottom line mentality, to me, this is a slam dunk for Title IX. Literally is a slam dunk. You you act like it's about to be millions of people that are going to now start to identify as something different. These girls, feel that is who they are. That is who they are. I'm not saying that there may not be people that are going to scam the system. That's anywhere. That's anything. That happens
0: in everything in life. People are just going to mess with the system. But But for the most part, you have to give them that benefit of the doubt. Come on, bro. And it's time to unlearn old habits and old oh ways of my thinking. Gosh. And Just I feel like sacrifice we
1: pride. That's all it whatever. is. It's, it's pride Just and ego. Pride go. and ego. Just let it go. Pride and ego, bro. Like th- this should not even be a thing. How are these girls? These are these are high school girls. These are high school girls. They having conversations that are well beyond them. Yeah. Yet now they are in a position where they have to fight in different levels of Supreme Court and all sorts of other things that high school girls, high school people should not be doing. Mm-mm. Shouldn't just, have to be. No, yo, just, I, just I feel like I'm I feel like I'm about to say get with the times, but I feel like people have been saying that for generations. Like, yo, just, just move forward. There is no need to be fearful or to be ego driven or angry about somebody feeling like they are something that is their God given right. Like just, just let it go. Just let it go. And I'm, and I'm not necessarily saying that this is an NCAA thing. Title nine is a law thing. So I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the NCAA like is going to hinder these girls from participating in college sports. I, I feel like, We continue in the Thomas Beattie case and now in the young women from Connecticut's case, we continue to mess this up. Like we continue to mess this up. Yo, every I, I agree with the people who say out here, right, that all lives matter. No, they do. Black Lives Matter is not a terrorist organization because they say that more emphasis should be put on black people. We are the lifeblood of this country. Slavery is what started capitalism. Mm-hmm. So like I'm that's why Black Lives Matter. Like we saying that listen, we we have just been treated this way for a myriad of years, right? There are You're systems tired. in place. There are systems in place to keep us in the same Spaces that we've been in since this country, since we were introduced to this country, yeah. since we were introduced to this country, the system has been working to keep us in these spaces. We are not saying that other lives don't matter. Nobody's saying that. Same thing with LGBTQIA plus. Yo, these lives of these young girls, whether they're black or not, these lives matter. They are important. Of course. Give them the ability to participate in ways that make sense. That's all that people are asking to do. They're not trying to take food out your daughter's mouths or whatever, that were assigned at birth and feel like they women or whatever. Ain't nobody trying to do that. These girls just want to participate in what they believe that they are and who they are as their gender identity specifies for themselves. That's all they want to do. You
0: have the right to choose, man, and all they're looking for is the support when they choose instead of getting ridiculed each time they're trying to progress. Keep ridiculing them. Keep trying to hold them back. Come on, enough is enough, man. Come on.
1: (laughs) And I, you know, like I don't want to sound overly passionate about it, but I, I am. Like this is something that's important to me. Mm -hmm. People should be able to participate in all the things that they want to do. And I say that as a person who participated in a white dominant sport. Now, I never, maybe once or twice, was I ever like, oh, well, the n word this or whatever. Maybe like twice. I've been playing lacrosse for like 17 years. So maybe like twice have I experienced that. So I'm not. I'm not saying that. There's not a level of adversity that you're gonna go through when fighting for something that you believe. Yeah, right. That's, that's in everything. Yeah, that's, what, anything that's that in anything that you do in life. But I recognize that there are good people everywhere, which is why I say all of the time I can never condemn white people for being white people. Mm. Nah, white people. Some white people have been real cool in my life I've, and have I've, given me yeah. the ability to succeed. Agreed. I'm so I'm never gonna be on my platform talking about all oh, white people. is right. Never, 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 never. But you got some of them that be <laughs> tweaking you know yeah, we're gonna man. talk about it and and come on just especially with this situation of title nine guys this is a slam dunk i understand that it is new and it is difficult to wrap heads around as far as gender identity and uh sex assigned at birth i, I know that those things are are very difficult right people in my own family mess that up so so i get it pronouns i, I get all of those things that people struggle with but you have to learn just take the time same thing with the idea of black lives matter same thing with the idea of gaming and sports listen just just take the time to learn and listen and just move forward that's it that's 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 all we need to do that's all we need to do last story before we get into securing the bag and songs of the week this whole mixer situation again i want to do at least one esports story Mm -hmm. one esports and one inclusionary story a week this esports story about Mixer. So for all those who don't know what Mixer is, Mixer is a streaming platform through Microsoft. Uh, it was created maybe 2017, I believe 2016, 2017. Mixer just closed. They just they just closed. They are going to be closing effective immediately, and they are going to be absorbed by Facebook gaming. So for all those who don't know the eSports scene or the streaming scene, there are four big platforms that represent the streaming services where millions of people, young people from the ages of like 10 to around 30 participate mostly. The big four are Twitch. That is a Amazon subsidiary. Uh, Mixer, which is a Microsoft, formerly Microsoft subsidiary, YouTube Gaming, which is a Google subsidiary, mm-hmm. and what is the other Facebook? one? Facebook? Was I, it Facebook Gaming? There's one more. I think I, did I say four? Twitch, four. Mixer. Yes, Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, uh, YouTube Gaming, and, and Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Yes, 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 Facebook being the newer one of the four. Uh, Facebook, obviously, as you guys know, has billions upon billions of dollars.
0: They don't know what to do with their money at this point, bro. They're just buying (laughs) stuff.
1: And they are now trying to get their eSports scene flowing, which everybody's trying to do right now. And they have absorbed Mixer. Now, I know some of you guys may feel like, why is that in Tuesday's Playbook? Let's get to (laughs) it. The reason why this is in Tuesday's Playbook this week is because eSports is no. Notoriously, and I mean notoriously, known for their lack of diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion. So much so, right? Ding, ding, ding. <sighs> that one of their former employees, I guess he wanted to sit on the information until Mixer uh, was sold, right? And now that it's sold, he wanted to give his story. So I believe his name is Milan K. Now, I don't, I know that's his Twitter name. Yes, uh, Milan K. Lee. uh, Maybe his name is Milan Lee. I don't know what your name is, brother. We're going to try to reach out to him to be on a Sunday tournament, though. We definitely want to get his story and experience. But he was a former employee, and he shared a story this past Sunday about his time working at Mixer. Quote, this experience was the worst I've ever had professionally, and it's all due to racism. End quote. Lee worked for the streaming platform owned by Microsoft starting in 2018. In his story, he shared several instances where when the color of his skin became a factor in his work environment. This is him qu- quoting Milan again. I was one of the only black people working at Mixer during my tenure. While at a conference, I was pulled aside and told the only reason I was hired was because I am street smart, quote unquote.
0: Oh, wow. What? What? What does that mean? even mean, bro?
1: What's <laughs> that? The first thing that popped into my head was the time or the first thing that popped into my head at the time was affirmative action. I believed I was the only one hired to meet a diversity goal because I was black. He goes on to say, "Time goes by and we are in an internal meeting discussing projects and we wanted to ex- that we wanted to execute. My manager decided to give us an analogy, and that analogy was, I'm between a rock and a hard place. What I mean is all the partners are my slaves, I own their content." I control their success on our platform. For me, I am the slave master. I own partners. Immediately, I got angry, pissed off, and honestly didn't want to work at Microsoft or Mixer anymore. End quote. Lee then says that he went to a skip-level manager, end quote, and those action was taken. He then took his comments to HR as well as a legal team to start an investigation. He said the investigation was found that his manager was not guilty of any wrongdoing. Right? Whew
0: that was a lot bro that was heavy
1: now that being said mixer came out right and i told you this off wax how amazing this story was for me because not only did mixer come out and say that their goal was to build a positive and welcoming inclusive (laughs) team and community which means absolutely nothing to me but then he said mixer he they say that they came out and accepted responsibility. It was unacceptable that we did not provide that for you in our in your tenure. We will be more vigilant in addressing this and be diligent in the future. So they came out and took responsibility. Yeah. Like, this, this was a real thing. They didn't
0: even try to hide they it. They didn't try bro. to hide not, it. Not they even. didn't try to
1: skate it. They didn't. This was a real thing that happened.
0: But yeah, you got us.
1: Yo, Mr. Lee, the fact that you... And now, 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 let's get... Hold on. Let's get to the street smart conversation, right? Because I, I do have a question about this. So in his Twitter profile, he's wearing the orange fear gods, the creamsicles. Is it because he likes sneakers that he's street smart? I like sneakers. Am I street smart?
0: Listen, man, you know how they do black people, bro. I just, like, am like,
1: I, like, am I street smart? What do they
0: mean? But like, I don't know, man. Listen.
1: What, like how? Like what what defines street smart? Yeah, friends, like you know I mean? how like, do you just
0: know somebody? Like, did you put him in a situation where he had to be street smart? Yeah. Just assume,
1: <laughs> like, nah, he's how, black how you so
0: smart? once you're black i guess you're from the street so oh, yeah. you, you have to be that's ridiculous bro
1: i'm 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 actually genuinely interested in what i want to
0: know their de, yeah their definition of being street smart
1: i'm i'm, really I'm curious in that um but anyway so mr lee this is interesting right this is interesting from a myriad of perspectives but the main one to me is There are millions upon millions of people that play video games. Millions, right? Yet, we only see and hear about white people and Asian people that play these games. Mm -hmm. Microsoft, if you guys felt like at Mixer, because I'd like to think that Microsoft has some level of diversity in there. I would hope. We would hope. You know, all that stuff. If you guys decided to totally, you know, exclude that portion of Mixer and then are only doing hires on a diversity level, that's being told to a gentleman while he's at a conference. Right. And then has a situation where in his meetings, one of the higher ups at Mixer says that they're a slave master. Then this to me promotes the entire field of esports being extremely, extremely racist. That it, there's no way to there's no way to, to settle no. that for me. Like this the, ev- is the evidence industry.
0: is there at this point. This is an industry, yeah.
1: right? That not only is extremely racism or extremely racist, but sounds like it prides itself on its idea of lack of in- inclusivity and inclusionary practices. So I ask a question with this topic specifically: How long are we going to get this wrong? How long in sports? Are we going to continue to get this wrong? How, how long are we going to do this, Joe? How long are we going to... I don't know what it's going to
0: take to get, get it to right, fail? bro. Like, like,
1: like, we continuously fail in these spaces. Whereas with Mixer, if I'm not mistaken, Mixer was one, I think of the four, they were number one or number two in terms of black partners. Wow. So, like, how are we going to continue to get this wrong? I'm not saying that we all got to believe in the same thing. I'm Mm-mm. never going to take that approach.
0: But there's a right and wrong when it comes to come this, bro. There's on, no, there's like, there's on, no man. two sides. There's a right on, and wrong. Man. Come on, you're either on the right side or you're not. Like, don't. There's a right or wrong, and it's it's baffling me as to why people are still choosing to do the wrong thing, because for, for what? Like, what 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 did you gain from using such a a racist analogy. Like you tell me, it that's a, disgusting. the first thing that came to mind if you're trying to equate whatever you're doing in the workplace, and the first thing that came to your mind was slavery.
1: Yeah, it was. It was disgusting, honestly. Um, Ridiculous. I think it's honestly GL, to be to be like painstaking honest with you. I think it's just easy. I think it's just easy. I think it's just easy to do the wrong thing. I mm-hmm. think it's incredibly difficult to want to learn and want to be a better person. Um, I think that. Uh, a lot of people in lives in life, a lot of people in their lives, rather, are sheep and just do the same things that everybody did yeah. for them and do not have a real opinion as it relates to how to change their own lives. Um, I think it's really easy to have an opinion on how to change someone else's. And so, and I'm speaking to that from experience. I, I, th- I think it's just difficult. I think it's, it's just hard. And I think more people like us, like uh, Mr. Lee like uh, Kylan Hill from Mississippi State, like the young gentleman from Oklahoma State, I think more people have to do the hard thing. They have to do the hard thing mm-hmm. to say, listen, this is completely unacceptable. This, this is not something that I stand for as a human, right? This is not something that I stand for as a person. And it's interesting too, as well, giving to this mixer thing, and I'm, I'm gonna use my platform responsibly. Yo, big streamers, a couple of y'all haven't come out and supported Mr. Lee on this situation who were mixer partners. Yo, cut the cut the. Yep, cut it out. Do not, do not hide behind your platform because you are scared to lose followers and listeners. Do not hide behind your platform. There, as Geo eloquently just stated, there is a right and a wrong thing. I'm not going to call out the streamers here Mm -hmm. because it's going to be irresponsible. But you all know who you are. Stop hiding behind your platform and do the right thing.
0: Just just do it like Nike says. Just do it. No. It might be hard at first, but you're doing the right thing. If somebody is going to ridicule you for doing the right thing, then obviously they're doing the wrong thing for ridiculing you for doing that. So just try your best in whatever you do. And it could be something small, but it starts small and it gets to big issues. But just do the right thing.
1: And that said, I already know. I already know what time it is, man. You know the vibes? It's been a week. I'm so excited. <laughs> I get so excited when this music comes on. Hey.
0: You know hey. the vibes. Okay, we in okay, here. Okay, the Cash is pocket. Okay, okay. We okay, okay, rockin' up. Okay, okay. You with Gio. You with Chris. Yes. You know the vibes.
1: It is time for check-ins with yes, Gio. Gio, what's your check-ins? Man, week? I hope
0: everybody's doing right, but I got I to gotta bring back something into the forefront that I feel like a lot of people are neglecting right now yo why am i seeing y'all out partying bro (laughs) why is every why is my timeline jumping why are at the functions yo come on talk to me people like what's up are we that pressed to have fun are we that pressed to go out and drink like what is the issue man listen too many states across this country are rising in coronavirus cases we all want to go outside but if we cut it prematurely we're never gonna get back out there like what is so hard to understand but then again the leader of the country he's out here trying to have rallies and he's supposed to be setting the example and his base is a, they're a bunch of losers anyways so him leading that charge and not doing the right thing in this situation chris come, come on Gio.
1: They're not bro losers. They're listen not
0: losers. All right, maybe y'all not losers, but <laughs> y'all not using y'all brains the way it was designed to. There
1: we go, that's good for the. Black you
0: know, I, let All me, though, let me, quiet. let me change. Yeah, y'all use your brains, man. People, especially my black folk, stay home, man. Come on, we got this far, and now it seems like we're messing up. We're gonna like the experts are saying we're going right back to square I want to be outside, people. Come on, stop messing up for me, cause I'm trying to be on my best, bro. I'm trying to turn up, bro. You know, they had their whole Junete- Juneteenth thing recently. Everybody hitting my phone. Yo, bro, you coming? I'm like, no, because I don't want to be in a situation where I'm going to compromise my health and your health. Come on, people. Like, it is June. It's almost July. We shouldn't be having this conversation again. It's not like we're just started. We know what this does. We know the implications of coronavirus. Come on, man. Stay home, please. I like how Chris held me a convo when I walked in today because I didn't wash my hands. And I'm like, yo, I'm slacking too. We all got to get back on track. We all got to start being vigilant again. It's not over. There's no treatment. There's no cure. People are still dying. Come on, folks, especially my black people. You know what affects us more. You know what happens when we go and try to get health care. You know they don't look out for us. So, again, stop put, stop putting yourself in a situation to be affected by coronavirus at this stage in the pandemic we're smarter than this we're better than this come on folks get it right there's a right thing to do there's a wrong thing to. Do. and the crazy thing is too, i'm seeing mad people partying without a mask like come on fam be safe out here but that's my checking for this week come on people like every time i come out here i feel like i have to yell i feel like a father figure sometimes man like <laughs> bro Come on, folks. I want to be outside, too. I'm stick, Bro, Chris, you know I don't go nowhere, bro. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm like, yo, if we all do this, we back outside. I'm trying to turn up, bro. I didn't even get to do anything for graduation. (laughs) I know. know. But folks, shout
1: out to
0: Class of 2020.
1: I, you know, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you 100% on the checking. We you know, got sure to be safe, man. We
0: got to be safe because I'm trying to be out there with my folks. I'm trying to turn up to, I'm trying to see everybody. But at this rate, we're going to start looking like that. Let's be smart. Let's make informed decisions here. And again, I know I've always said this stop acting off impulse. <laughs> start <laughs> strategizing, man. Start being smart. Cause we trying to be outside, Chris. We trying to turn up. We trying to be on the roof.
1: You know, yeah. I, you know, I'm looking forward to participating. Yeah,
0: man. But listen, people got to do what they got to do. They got to do what they got to do. But be safe out here. So that's my check in for this week. Make sure y'all are safe. Get out there, read a book, do something different, drink some tea. Like, (laughs) listen, (laughs) bro. you, You know, people don't read no more. You know, so <laughs> let, let's start finding alternatives for now. Let's lay off the clubbing, the partying. It's going to get back. But if we don't make smart decisions, we're never going to get there.
1: I completely, completely agree. Okay, real quick. Securing it back.
0: What? So for me, I started getting out more.
1: That's You just told
0: Listen, to get... Listen, and what I mean by getting out more, like I used to be in the house, wouldn't even take a walk around the block. Oh, I got you. So you feel me? Like I was cooped up because that's how scared I was of this. But if I'm going outside, you know, I'm putting my mask on. Like, you know, when I walk over here, I got my mask on. You do, you do. But I'm getting out more in the sense that I'm not locked up in the house. I will go out, take a walk, getting some fresh air that I wasn't doing before. Right. But the the folks out there partying, y'all party. Y'all not going out to get air because I see y'all in groups. Y'all not by yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, I've been, so I guess that's good in a sense because, you know, can't be locked up all the time. But getting out walking, go biking, whatever, but I've been out just walking around the block trying to get back my mojo in a sense because, yeah. you know, I've been locked
1: up in the house for so long. The, um, what is it? The, uh... Having more sunlight for your circadian rhythm. And yes, shouts to Taylor for letting me know that after the pod was recorded. Now back to the pod.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. Get your vitamin D. You yeah. Know? Go so... out there, but be smart. Don't party. I'm not saying. I'm not partying. Don't put that out there. I'm not doing that. Nah. But you just get out get your quick air going get a 20 minute walk get right back in, wash your hands but y'all partying man come on
1: yeah i so i love that i did a two mile walk yesterday yeah you see what i'm talking about about? yeah Yeah, nature i think for securing the bag we got a lot of stuff done for the pod yes we we did new logos Mm -hmm. shots to the new logos we got the new logos we got the social media coordinator finally Shouts to Charmaine. Yes, sir. Charmaine. Um, yeah, so a lot of stuff is happening with the pod. That's one of the reasons why we took a week off, so I would say that. And I would say the other project that I'm working on, too. We got the logos for that. I don't think you've seen those yet. So mm-hmm. we got the logos for that. So, yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a cool um week and a half since we did the last Tuesday's but With everything that's going on outside, different things can help put life into perspective for you. And so... Um, As I expressed on Sundays for Men, Mm -hmm. um, having that situation with my sister really helped motivate me and and get me into a better space with the things that I'm working on with the pod and professionally in my projects and that nature. And so though I am not happy that my sister had emergency surgery, um, I am happy that that surgery gave me in terms of the perspective. And so shouts to my sister. Negative into a positive, right? Yeah. Yeah. That being said, songs of the week, real quick. Yeah. So real quick. I've
0: been rocking okay. with um, Polo G.
1: Polo G? Polo G. You're never going to come in here and give us something that's not I'm rap. I'm
0: going to, bro. But <laughs> you
1: know, this song just slabbed Like, I'm
0: I'm in my room, <laughs> and it just came on after the playlist, bro.
1: I'm like, yo, what is
0: this? It's called Wishing for a Hero by Polo G, the last song on his new mm-hmm. album. That's It's some heat. Mm-hmm. And it is really relevant to what's happening now and it came out before it even
1: popped off, I think.
0: Yeah. I got you. It came out in
1: like early May, I think. I got you. Um I'm actually not giving an R&B song this week. Ooh. Um I know. I know. I said if I come in here with a rap song, there's probably stuff going on, <laughs> but uh <laughs> it's not Polo G. That's definitely not it. Um, my song of the week is actually playing on my TV right now. Y'all can't hear it because we would get copyright or copy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, we definitely not going to have it loud. Uh, but it is End of Days. So by Spillage, Spillage Village, if you guys aren't familiar with Spillage Village, they are Earth Gang and J.I.D. So Earth Gang and J.I.D. from the Dreamville. They came together and I believe it was Earth Gang that started it. They were, were working with some producers in Baltimore. And uh, Earth Gang is from Atlanta. They came together. Nah, I, I
0: rock so Earth Gang, bro. He yeah. got a song with Sam Henshaw, I called Church, bro. Yes. I, I like that song. Yes, yes, so it's yes. It's cool.
1: Earth, Earth Gang's been around. I know a lot of people make fun of Earth Gang. I don't know why. I think they like the... Y'all, please, to my listeners, that no music, y'all are going to hear what I'm about to say, and y'all going to take it the wrong way. And I don't mean it as what I'm about to say. I think they're the closest thing to a new age kind of outcast. Mm, not, that's
0: what you're saying, though. I'm
1: not saying they're. They're not
0: calling them outcasts. I'm not I get it. saying. I get it. <laughs> I'm saying in terms of like see their the similarities, in, their music, in terms of yeah. the feel of the music. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
1: so I love JID. I think he, you know, raps his tail off. Um, and I like earth gang and their aesthetic and how the music sounds and feels. And so the fact that they came together and made a little group, they're not little. Bro, group, hold
0: on, hold group on, group. hold on. ESPN. What's breaking up? news: Nikola Jokic test positive. For coronavirus in Serbia, and his return to the U.S. is temporarily delayed.
1: Uh, so, so we are not about to have no sports. <laughs> That's <laughs> <You laughs> so what they're saying. Basically, we not to have no because, so we're not about no because yeah, nobody's yeah. watching Denver oh, without Jokic. Sorry, Denver fans. Oh, I know y'all got Jamal Murray and all that, but Jokic. Makes they're it
0: not to gonna love, make. <laughs> see, we were talking about songs of the week. You see, you see sorry. what? Listen, I man. Know.
1: Sports. I,
0: I Listen. Because it's man.
1: gonna be more people coming out with yes bro. It's gonna That's, be more people coming
0: out. So. It's gonna be the same thing again. Crazy. Know,
1: man. Well we will catch you guys on Sunday for Sunday Sir Man. The new men's love. The new men's love. The men's love episodes start this week. So we won't be formally talking to you guys for the next four weeks or so. Like I said, the first week is Men's Love, uh, Cishet, Between Men and Women. The second episode is LGBTQIA+, Men's Love. The third episode is Men's Love, Between Friends. And the fourth episode is men, Men's Love, Between family. So we will not be talking to you guys specifically for the next month or so on Sunday. But you'll still hear from us. But no. you will still hear yeah. from us on Tuesdays. I know y'all like here. the Sundays where we vent and all that stuff. <laughs> and and accountable, but... We wanted to do something different so we will catch you guys personally next tuesday yes sir and look out for sunday's episode all right guys peace peace